0: Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone pick up <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? figure it out together that's fun just to come play play in the podverse. first what are we doing this is the turning of the bones podcast hello welcome to the turning of the bones podcast i'm your host colby marie welcome to another installment of this oral odyssey you wonderful williams you perfect Pauline's you carefree Colby's welcome so excited to be here today to keep exploring I think we're in the double digits now so congratulations to me I, I set this goal I've worked to create this thing and why don't you go ahead and just take a take a moment and give yourself some 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 pats on the backs for for whatever you're working on for wherever you are in the process uh whether you're just getting started setting a new routine with writing or diet or physical exercise and by diet i don't mean uh western body image shape body shaming uh diets that don't work, I mean your relationship to food and eating things that nourish you. Um, So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just take a minute give yourself a little pat on the back. I'm gonna do the same. Woohoo! Way to go! Double-digit podcast, double-digit podcast. I am excited to sit down, have a little chat with you, my wonderful friend Lily is sprawled out on the floor. It is absolutely the dog days of summer here in Denver, Colorado. We are hitting the 90s regularly. Uh, it's a bit bit warm in the recording studio today. I've got to say that to get the sound the way I like it, I've had to cut off the fan, the air conditioning, and it's a little a little warm in here so i hope you're staying cool hope you're getting some rest i'm trying to follow lily's lead watching another mammal just lays through the day drink lots of water try and get some exercise in the morning some some movement before it gets too hot and then just making sure i'm eating good food so my body can get through these these hot hot days the garden is slam in. The sunflowers have sprouted. They are almost taller than me. The zucchini and squash plants are just bearing fruit. I, I wish I could show you all. Maybe I'll put a post up uh, on the Patreon. Some garden pics on Instagram. And yeah, here we are. Just wanted to sit down today and have a little chat about returning to the wells that nourish us. Um, I think that for me coming out of, you know, lockdown and the collective trauma of the pandemic, the time living in so much fear and uncertainty, you know i was really just doing everything i could like we all were to survive physically you know social distancing wearing a mask staying at home uh having regular communication about consent and you know who I was exposing myself to, who the people I was spending time with were exposing themselves to, making complex agreements um, and negotiations about you know different people's safety limits and safety thresholds which is you know a very complex thing to navigate and figuring out how to navigate physical safety the emotional safety of being you know limited in our ability to engage in certain activities that may have been distractions may have been complex ways that we were numbing ourselves from our emotions or our feelings um and also just trying to return and find find those sources of nourishment when so many things felt for me anyways, so far away and this morning after my meditation my uh, movement practice my time out in the garden watering and taking a look at what is growing from the seeds that I've planted I jumped into my movement exercise you know got out there did a little sweat put on my my hip-hop beats and uh just kind of continued to stick with that and another part of my routine something that has been incredibly nourishing for me is has been reconnecting to the natural world and i've I've mentioned how the pandemic helped me kind of recalibrate to the the rhythms of nature um and one of the things that has been kind of a fun contemplative and reflective exercise for me has been using divination tools as as supports and as a way to reflect about my internal state a way to depersonalize what it oftentimes feels like you know, I feel, I don't think I'm alone here and feeling like sometimes it's really hard not to take what's going on personally. Um, you know, as children, we are all the centers of our universe and we don't understand... Causality or correlation. So, we we oftentimes think that the the mental, emotional, social environments that surround us are completely created by us because we don't understand that other people are autonomous, independent beings with volition and their own histories and their own confusions. And so, it can be quite hard. At times, not to take things super, super personally. And so, one of the things that I have done over the years and that I, I did more consistently throughout the pandemic was I, I looked to uh, divination tools and for those of you who don't know divination is a school of it's a a a practice of magic um it comes from the romani uh that you might be familiar with the tarot um, eastern european ancestral practices of insight shamanism, witchcraft, uh, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, And it's pretty pervasive now, you know. If you go into any super cool hip boutique, they're gonna have a really gorgeous tarot deck or potentially an oracle deck. And these are cards with, uh, it can be anything. They, They can be archetypes. I have one deck that is just archetypes, which is really fun for me to work with creatively and in my meditation practice like what's my relationship to there's a a trinity in the the archetype deck called the maiden the mother and the crone, and they symbolize phases of our life Um, and for me it's been really fun to get in touch with some of this lost magic and you know feeling so lost during the pandemic i i really i found it challenging to stay grounded and so one of the things that i did to stay you know too far out of my mind too far out of my imagination or trauma was i i used an animal spirit deck and animism is Uh, an ancient wisdom uh, that passed on you know a lot of indigenous uh, communities um, practice animism and it basically looks at each animal has a spirit the way that each unique human has a spirit um, there's kind of a spirit of each animal and so this morning when I was uh, flipping through my deck I, I turned to the hummingbird um, and it was really interesting because the hummingbird is kind of this this really in my experience a magical creature It's a creature that seems to defy space and time when you watch a hummingbird fly. It seems to defy the laws of physics and the stillness inside of the just chaotic, frenetic flapping of the wings Um, is always, I think it's mesmerizing and you may know what I'm talking about if you've ever seen a hummingbird feed out of a hummingbird feeder or from a flower uh, it's pretty awe-inspiring to watch um, that the hummingbird can find this deep and profound stillness to drink nectar while moving incredibly fast Um, Its wings are moving extraordinarily fast. uh, And somehow it just kind of hovers there. And for me, that's kind of a, a nice metaphor for trying to navigate this frenetic world that we live in. And I'm noticing it more and more now that things are returning to... The, the pace at which we lived before the pandemic. You know, the world is, it's it's midsummer, you know. Every time I go to the park, there people are having picnics, playing volleyball, uh, trying to schedule social events. I've had two social events this week, and I feel absolutely spent. Like, I don't know how I used to fill my calendar with activities and engagements and... Dates and friends, I I honestly, I was joking with a friend the other day that it feels like, you know, life now is like a completely different video game than the one we were playing three years ago or prior to COVID, that somehow during lockdown and quarantine, there was this reset button and now we're on the other side of it, and everything, like watching the, the pace and the fast pace, it seems a bit surreal. And so I really like this idea of, and the metaphor of the hummingbird and how to return to the things that nourish us, and how to find stillness in the frenetic, chaotic, nature of you know society and the, the world that humans have made of commerce, of production, of buying and selling of kind of this endless turnover of fads and fashion and trends and apps how do you internally come back to stillness because it seems to me that <laughs> I so I always thought like oh wow you know there 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 could be some huge event in the world that would do exactly what I just said reset everything and so I think it it did the pandemic did reset everything for me but it wasn't kind of it wasn't the way that my my brain had imagined of like the world also resetting and people returning to slower paced lives and smaller communities and less stimulation and less just constant overstimulation um you know whether it's from the 24 hour news cycle or twitter or um social media I always kind of fantasize that somehow if something you know like the pandemic happened that we would all reset and maybe we have more than I know um, I'm still getting out there and talking to people and I think <laughs> the dust is still settling internally for all of us and the ways in which uh, those, those energies will coalesce it's yet to be seen what we're going to build on the other side of this huge collective trauma. Um, and so, in the meantime, I, I really am finding myself torn. And I don't know if you all are, of this this kind of like this, this constant assessment and evaluation of what what actually did nourish me what nourishes me today and what do I think will nourish me in the future, you know, where, where can I go back to to fill my cup when it feels empty from just the challenges of Of working 40 hours a week or the challenges of maintaining uh, an intimate partnership or the challenges of um, logistically scheduling things with friends. I I scheduled a little barbecue, um, which required me to text more than one person at a time, you know, for a year during the pandemic, like all I had to do was schedule a walk with somebody. Um, for the most part besides my partner um, but all of a sudden I had five other people who I was texting to try to plan an event and I almost had a meltdown like I leading up to the the barbecue I was I was a wreck I, I was like I don't even know how I used to do this how did I plan anything I used to work in schools I used to plan IEP meetings for families and students and there were teachers and i had to do tests and coordinate and like i was idling so high that i didn't even realize how much work it took to maintain that and now that uh, i'm here and my my body's slowed down my brain is slowed down just planning a barbecue was so hard like it i felt like i needed to nap for two days after it and the barbecue was great it was everything you would dream of it was friends coming together uh, talking laughing did some karaoke which was just a joy i i made some barbecue grilled some chicken made some barbecue chicken it was delicious um and it was really nourishing but all of the the work i noticed how how depleting that was, and how, you know, it could have been that I was younger when I was running around, like a chicken with my head cut off, keeping all the fires tended, or it could be that I was just kind of living out of balance. I haven't totally come to an answer on that one. I think that this time right now is affording me the opportunity to do some deep reflection. And I am really curious about what, what springs people are going to and have learned to go to to nourish themselves um, and what, what old things are being let go of that don't serve us anymore and what new things are springing up. I know for me that... One thing that is incredibly nourishing to me um, that I have continued to return to and I think this is a historically consistent source of nourishment for me is spending time with my my dog. (laughs) Um, I got Lily about halfway into quarantine. She is now about a year and a half. I think I got her when she was four months. So we've spent a year together. And I regularly find that connecting and spending time with animals nourishes me deeply. And you know the, the things that that come from that contemplation when I when I break that the lily puzzle into pieces, you know what is it that Lily gives me? Um, well, there's this the unconditional love. You know, it's pretty sweet. Uh, the dog is always excited to see me. Always wants some pets. Always wants to play. Always wants to go on a walk. And you know, when I'm tired, that's not always the easiest thing. But for the most part, her joy overwhelms me into action and having had other dogs i know that this time is fleeting you know she won't be a puppy forever i think she's reminded me that being in the moment is nourishing you know one of my first teachers said uh, ask this question what is the quality of the mo of this moment So let me start over. What is the quality of this moment before I have a thought about it? And, you know, you could unpack that for a lifetime or a million podcasts, but I think the thing that I find nourishing about Lily is she quite frequently brings me into the moment of interacting with a dog. And she... Watching her curiosity and her playfulness reminds me of my, it's like a mirror, reminds me of my curiosity and my playfulness. Um, Another thing that I've found nourishing about that relationship is the routine. You know, I think that it's been qualitatively noted for quite some time that human beings need a certain amount of consistency and a certain amount of variety to To thrive and to be happy. Um, too much routine and we become kind of set in our ways. Uh, we lose neuroplasticity. And I remember watching a YouTube video like 10 years ago and it talked about one of the, it, it said uh, it was making note of this it was pointing out that we need routine and variety and it said one way that you can get variety was like a little you know uh, life hack was that when you're driving to work do you drive the same route every day could you once or twice a week take a different route to work and I started doing that and I was really blown away at how (laughs) refreshing it was to get some different scenery and also do that inside of a routine. So, one thing that I found is super nourishing for me is uh, the routine of being a pet caretaker. It's you know, she needs food, she needs water. We wake up, we have breakfast, she goes to the bathroom, I water the garden, and she has helped me remember how much I need. A solid morning routine, you know, meditation, dog time, exercise, get to work. Uh, if I do that, then my brain is typically thriving by the time I sit down to plan the podcast, work on the website, uh, do some graphic design, uh, get ready to teach the classes that I teach with adults at night. And Yeah, just the the experience of owning, not owning, the experience of tending and caregiving this dog has reminded me that the natural world and animals are super nourishing. You know, I I love this animal spirit deck, and I've been really intrigued by animism and indigenous wisdom since I was in college and I first learned about them and I felt I always felt connected to the earth as a kid and to animals and it kind of gave me a framework you know and unfortunately you know the atrocities that have befallen the indigenous people um, at the hands of my ancestors you know continue to try to make make right those wrongs and apologize to those who have suffered uh, colonial settler white supremacist mentalities and try not to appropriate those things here. Um, But I'd also like to share with deep reverence for those sources and those wisdoms that like those things help me re-engage with the natural world and I find them incredibly nourishing Um, when I was little I used to just love to go sit in the woods by myself and watch things watch the trees watch the bugs watch the squirrels watch the birds and being with Lily has really reminded me that that you know even if you don't have the time or space to care give and train a dog and give it a happy life you know, animals are around us all the time, <laughs> you know, uh, even in urban environments, they're, they're, birds, they're parks. And for me, it's just a wellspring of support and connection to just like go watch the crows or watch the, um, the cranes or the swans or the ducks or the geese and to watch the geese defend their babies when Lily walks by um, you know they stand up and they hiss Um, it reminds me that you know as mammals we're all we're all just trying to survive we're trying to protect our young to the best of our ability and I find myself Pretty humbled by the time that I get with Lily, um, because I've had, you know, I'm 44 now. I've had several pets. I've I've helped tons of friends say goodbye to their their companions. I've been in ritual and ceremony for the ending of dogs and cats' lives when uh, they're. Their pain exceeds their pleasure and they're living uncomfortably and they need to to pass on to their next chapter. And having, having those memories and the memories of those experiences living in my brain, heart, and body... (laughs) just it really reminds me of what's important and my time and connection with the dog has been great because honestly I've become super socially confused following quarantine and lockdown. I find human interaction quite anxiety inducing. I, I think that I've returned to a level of social anxiety that i haven't felt since my early 20s which is really fascinating and so it's nourishing for me to have a relationship that is where i can practice listening you know i listen to lily i listen to her needs we go out on uh hikes and i just kind of watch her explore the woods uh, i listen to her if she gets spooked um, And I just get a chance to be in connection with another being that is living its life. And I find that super nourishing. And I mean, the cuddles and the pets, come on. (laughs) They're just, it's amazing. And so today, yeah, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that nourish me. Maybe offer some contemplation to you about where you're getting nourishment. Um, I know that... The world and the earth, it's been here supporting us and we've been in relationship with the land and the, the sun and the sky and the moon and the stars and the 4 leggeds and the creepy crawlies and the slithery wither, the snakes and <laughs> the birds, um, you know, longer than my family tree goes back, you know, longer than longer than I have stories in my family about. And I know for me that connection is deeply nourishing. And it feels kind of timeless. And that's, that's really nice, you know. It's like watching a hummingbird feed. That moment of stillness and movement feels timeless. It feels kind of ethereal and mystical and magical and you know taking a moment to to be there with that to be present with it, is it's really neat it's uh, super nourishing and so I love my dog Um, yeah and other things that I I find nourishing I I know that um, I started practicing yoga in person uh, again and practicing physical movement with some amount of uh, inside of a spiritual container you know where there's room for people to be having their experience Um, other people who are working on themselves like minded individuals um, doing some sort of collective ritual has been super nourishing like just hearing other people breathe and coming to believe again that other people breathing near me is safe um, has been extraordinarily nourishing and soothing for my nervous system Um, what else? spending time with friends um, trying to get back to a place where I can have meals and go play with my friends Uh, some friends of mine and I that uh, we played D&D together for those of you who don't know Dungeons & Dragons, it's uh, it's amazing, super fun. <laughs> um, I've reconnected deeply to my nerd, the nerd that uh, tried to be cool, and then tried to be a cool nerd in my 20s, and then tried to be a cool, hip, hot nerd. Um, anyhow, just in touch with my deep nerd, and I don't really... I've kind of crossed over a threshold of caring, <laughs> which is super fun. Uh so this weekend I'm going to get to go to the renaissance fair with my friends who I play Dungeons and Dragons with and we're all going to dress up and really do the damn thing and that's super nourishing and I was I was reminded it was nice because I, I feel pretty nervous to go to a large event it'll be my first large event with people um, and I feel nervous Like is my costume going to be good it's going to be hot, what will the food be like um, should I wear a cloak? Should I wear a dress? Who knows? But uh, all those things aside, I I was talking to my mom, and she reminded me that when we were little we used to go to the Renaissance Fair and that we loved it. And that felt good, like these historically nourishing things for me, so nature, uh, relationships with, the animals that live in my home and the animals that live nearby uh, relationship to the earth um, doing spiritual practice with like-minded individuals in a safe place um, and playing uh, being creative and imaginative living and uh, doing some fantasy uh, these are all things that are super nourishing for me, and I'm sure that I could go on and on with this list, uh, but today the hummingbird came, and it wanted my attention, so I thought I would I would talk about it, because I think, you know, we're in the middle of summer, things are speeding up, you know, these, this is the time historically that you'd be really tending your crops. Uh, harvesting, um, really working to make sure that your food stores were, were set up for the winter and I think uh, filling that time up socially but it's it's nonetheless a pretty busy time of year you know people plan vacations and trips and there's a lot going on and staying centered and still inside of all that movement for me is uh, it can be ch- it can be hard you know, it can, it can be hard to move about with the grace of a hummingbird. And so, I think that's all I got for this episode. I'm so glad you're here. This is a listener-supported, crowd-funded podcast. So, I'm trying to keep keep it free. I was doing a little dreaming about some advertisers I might like to work with, but um, the idea of being being beholden to somebody or their ideologies uh, scares me. Freedom is incredibly important to me and autonomy, and uh, I don't know that I want to go get advertisers, so keep relying on my patrons. Thank you so much for listening. Share this podcast with a friend. Go on to iTunes. Leave a review. uh, Follow it on Spotify. And uh, go over to my website, www.turningofthebones.com. Take a look. You can log into the Patreon page from there you can go directly to www.patreon.com slash bones and become a monthly sponsor if uh, if you're getting something out of this leave me the price of a cup of coffee uh, a meal Um, let's keep building this thing together I, I really am happy to continue doing this continue exploring where it may go all the lessons I'm learning along the way about myself and the world and others. And it's the big woo-hoo. Big woo-hoo to you for whatever you're working on. <laughs> uh, congratulations if you're trying to find your rhythm, your flow. And just I know how long it's taken me to get to a point where I can do this weekly. And so whatever you're working on, be patient with yourself. Give yourself some, some kudos. Some gold stars when you, uh, you, hit, you accomplish something. And yeah, I think that's it. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Uh, enjoy the, uh, the summer nights. The, the cooling down of the day when the earth spins away from the sun. And you get a little nighttime breeze. Go outside and smell the grass. Look at a tree. Be well. Turning of the bones. Bye now.